welcome to the Little Sister Podcast. I am your host, Lily Sharp. It's a beautiful day to sit down and talk, so let's talk. Um, This is my podcast. Welcome, everybody. I'm so happy to finally t- to just sit down and do this. It's honestly been a long time coming, uh, and that's what we're going to talk about in this episode, really. It's the first one, so it's the introduction. We're going to talk about why I'm starting this, what the episodes are going to entail, and just my goals and dreams for this podcast. So let's get into it. Grab a drink, a snack. If you're driving right now, keep your eyes on the road. Thank you very much. We want to drive safe. Okay, so... The Little Sister podcast really came to my head like eight months ago. It was over the summertime when I was unemployed. I wasn't working and it really just made me super depressed. I was in a really bad funk of things. I've worked my ass off for the past four years doing jobs you know I worked at a daycare for three years before that I was hosting at different restaurants I got a job when I was 15 like I've just constantly had something to do with myself so when I quit my job oh here we go okay so when I quit my job it was Hmm, I'm trying to think. It was around, I can't remember, it just feels like so long ago, but it was 2021, beginning of the summer. I I was actually working a nanny job that was just absolutely draining me. Um, it, It was just so mentally exhausting, and I just quit. I was having a lot of physical issues with my body. Um, I was so stressed out and I was mentally not okay. So I quit my job and I just lived that unemployed life. Like it was, it was fun. You know, I enjoyed having that break and refreshing. I honestly think every early 20 year old young adult should have a break from working. If you have worked for so long, you deserve that. So I saved up a bunch of money and I just quit my job. I was like, fuck it, let's do this thing. And I got so depressed because I have just programmed my mind into, hello? Okay, (laughs) I have programmed my mind to think that if I am not doing something, if I'm not being productive, then I'm worthless, you know? So that was so hard for me to to come to terms with that it's okay to sit down and chill you know that that was really difficult to figure out for myself and I'm actually really glad that I did that because now I'm back in the groove of like being full-time employed pay my bills all of that and now I'm able to sit down and chill and have lazy days and not do anything you know I don't feel like I need to constantly be on the go and it feels really fucking refreshing to just be at peace with my quietness so one day when I was unemployed I was um 
just like trying to find some sort of motivational audiobook podcast whatever I could listen to to get my spirits up and I came across this audiobook on YouTube called the subtle art of not giving a fuck and I was like wow this is something that I should probably listen to because I'm a person who gives way too much of a fuck about everything. I'm constantly worried and stressed thinking about the future, thinking about what other people think of me, you know? So I was like, wow, this is this came up on my YouTube recommended for a reason. So let's listen. I'm listening to it and I highly recommend I highly recommend listening to that audiobook because it's very very motivational and it just talks about how someone who worked an office job became this you know self-made person and I was like fuck yeah that's what I want so yeah I just got the idea of doing this podcast while listening to that book I was like this is this is so true why am I constantly just holding myself back when I could be doing anything and everything that I ever dreamed of So I got on my computer and I started journaling ideas about podcasting because I love podcasts, honestly. I will go into funks where I don't want to listen to any music and I just want like someone to talk to me. And um, when you're working with kids and you don't have the best coworkers, you want to like decompress with something that lifts your spirits. So that was podcasting for me. And yeah, I just started researching everything. Um, started thinking about getting a job strictly to save for podcast equipment. Um, started thinking about names and topics that I would talk about. And honestly, my favorite podcast that I would listen to is just people sitting down and talking about the real issues going on. There's this one podcast that I love and it was like teenage therapy, something like that. I'll have to I'll have to look it up, but it was these like college kids who would sit down and talk about issues going on in life and just like really getting in to certain life stories and it hit me. I was like, I love that. Like I just I don't know. It's not for everybody. Um And this podcast definitely won't be for everybody. This podcast is just for anyone who needs a fucking shoulder to lean on. Um, Because we all need shoulders to lean on. I am that little sister who leaned on my big sister's shoulder. And, you know, I still need someone to lean on at times. It's hard. And so having an outlet or listening to someone talk about subjects that you strongly relate to is encouraging because there's so much going on in this world that can make your problems feel so fucking small and I don't know about y'all but when you're like going through a really hard time well at least for me when I'm going through a really hard time I'm like some people out there have it so much worse than me like I gaslight myself so hard I'm like I don't deserve to feel this way I don't I shouldn't feel this way because someone has it harder than me out there but fuck that everybody has their problems doesn't mean that you just because someone has worse problems than you doesn't mean that your problems 
are not valid. And I'm here to validate your problems, you know? Like, I'm here to tell you that, yes, you can feel fucking depressed and sad. And just because you don't have a job right now doesn't mean you're not allowed to feel that way. Like, fuck that. Everyone deserves to sit down and decompress. So, yes, I am the little sister that is here to tell you you are validated, okay? Um, yeah, I just want to be able to be there for people who don't have a certain role in their life that they could talk to. So, I came from a big-ass family. I have four older siblings. I'm the fifth. I'm the youngest out of them all. I have three brothers, and I have one big sister. I got my mom and my dad in my life, a bunch of cousins. I have a lot of family, and... All of my siblings are way older than me. The closest sibling I have in age is like seven or eight years older than me. I was born real late in the game. My mom calls me the bonus baby, which is just a really nice way of saying we didn't plan you. <laughs> and I know she's going to listen and be like, we, we, it's not like that, Lily. But you know what, mom? It's okay. Because dad said that none of us were planned. <laughs> So, yeah, I have a lot of siblings and a very dysfunctional family. <laughs> Sorry, Mom, but she's going to listen to this, and she's probably going to be upset that I talk about certain things. And I, you know, maybe not, maybe so, but love you, Mom. This is all coming from a very, very good place in my heart, and this is, this is what the podcast is about is um talking about the nitty gritty shit that we all go through because I've been through a lot you've been through a lot so yeah love you mommy okay where was I yeah bonus baby I'm the bonus baby and she said that she will forever call me that no matter how old I am and I've gotten to the point in my age where I appreciate being called the baby still I'm like yeah okay, that's fine, because when I was, like, 16 or 10, even, I was like, I'm not a baby, and I, I fully regret saying that, I am a baby, (laughs) I'm 21, almost 22 now, and I'm still a baby, I'm still trying to figure it out, and yeah, we're all trying to figure it out as we go, right, so my brother Max, he is 27, I think, I don't know, guys. I'm going to have to fact check these ages. If you come from a big family, you know that you don't really know all of your siblings' birthdays. Like, you know the month that they're in, but the day, mm, their ages, eh, you know, there's just too many of y'all. So, I think Max is, he's either 27 or 28. My sister's 30. Charlie's like 31 or 32. I need to fact check these ages real bad. Sam is 30 as well. I have their Katie and Sam are twins. And then I 21 22 March 31st. So yeah, we have a really big family. Parents are divorced. I mean, who who still has parents that are together? And if you do, I mean, how was the 2008 recession for y'all because 
it was fucking rough for us and that is kind of why i think my parents got divorced it probably played a big part but there was other underlying issues clearly for them to get divorced but yeah how was that because i know so many fucking kids my age are like yeah my parents got divorced in 2008 i'm like really same what the fuck was happening back then but then you like go and research what the economy was like in 2008 and you're like eh, i probably would have gotten divorced too feel that feel that so yes and i do have a big sister katie yeah i've talked i you know just mentioned her a little bit but um so katie is 30 i am 21 and you must imagine wow it's probably so awesome to have a big sister in your life and yes it is awesome i hesitated because when I was a freshman in high school, Katie was like a sophomore in college. So me and her were in really different parts of our lives. And I was literally a child and she was getting into that age where she's figuring out her life. Pardon me. I'm about to. So when I was a psycho freshman, I definitely could not go to my sister to talk about certain things um, I, like boys and partying. Because she was, I didn't trust her <laughs> with my secrets. She was besties with my mom. And me and my mom weren't really besties. And me and Katie weren't besties. Anyways, I didn't trust her with my secrets. I didn't really talk about a lot going on in my life. And if I did, it was a little, I was a little felt, I felt like I wasn't really taken seriously. So, main reason why this podcast is a thing is because of that. Is for the young adults or the high schoolers who are going through things and they can't feel, they don't feel like they can go to someone. They don't feel like they can have someone trust them with their secrets because that's what your life kind of feels full of in high school. I don't know about everybody, but for me, it just felt like, God, I couldn't talk about a lot. Like the things that I dealt with mentally and the people that I dealt with, oh, it was just so hard. And nobody ever takes a fucking high schooler serious. Let's be honest. I don't like I'm 21, and, you know, if a high schooler came up to me talking about their boyfriend shit, I'd be like, bitch, just wait. Just wait. It gets worse, you know? But, I mean, I'm going to be talking about high school me a lot. I'm going to be talking about me as a person now and the difference that, you know, I have made in myself. And just hoping that I can reach an audience who will relate to both parts. I don't know. So, let's, let's talk about... No, I don't know. High school me was a bad person, guys. I don't want to bring her up due to the fact that I am very ashamed of who I was in high school. So, let's bring her up. <laughs> let's let's talk about her. Ew, it makes me want to cringe because it's just so funny thinking how much I have changed, okay? So let's get into the high school parties. I was invited to one high school party my sophomore year of high school. It was a Halloween party and this girl was throwing it. And man, I was really excited to be invited to a legit like party where all the like popular hot boys were going to be like I had never I'd never been invited to something like that. And it was all because of my bestie, Amara, who I still love dearly to this day. She was friends with this girl. Amara was always, like, kind of in between, like, 
she didn't really have a group of friends, but she also was friends with the popular kids. Like, not entirely, but she had her connections, and she still does. I love that bitch. I literally, I envy her just because I still think that woman is amazing, okay? So, Amara got invited, which meant I was invited, and I don't think the girl who was hosting the party was very happy with the fact that I was even coming. She was probably like, oh my god, Lily's invited, oh lord, and shit, she had good intuitions because I ruined that party, oh my god, it was so bad, (laughs) so let's talk about it, I guess, um, my reputation had already been completely ruined, I mean, if you knew me in high school, you know, Mom, I'm going to have to ask you to turn this part of the podcast off. Just please, for the sake of you not wanting to know certain things about my life, turn it off and come back in like 15, 10 minutes or just skip ahead. Just skip ahead. Just don't listen to this because I love you and I just don't want you to know this. I'm really outing myself here. I'm kind of exposing high school Lily, but that is the point of this. We're going to talk and about other shit. So whatever, whatever. This podcast is not just going to be about me also. I just wanted to get that out there. I plan on having like a co-host at some point. I plan on having guests on with me as well. But this is just like, um, yeah, I'm just talking about this. And like all my friends are so busy that I couldn't get someone in on this first episode. So it's just me. Um, yeah, anyways. So yeah. Ooh, I, w- I would make out with boys and... I was just itching for any attention I could get because I craved attention. I don't know why. I mean, obviously, I know why now because of childhood trauma. But, yeah, not a lot of people liked me for that reason. And I guess I just have this, like, personality to where I'm annoying. (laughs) And... I'm sure some people are just like, oh my god, I can't believe this bitch is coming out with a podcast. <laughs> some people are probably listening, like, who the f- not even listening. Some people are probably going to see, like, socials and be like, who the fuck would listen to Lily Sharp talk? <laughs> and you know what? That's That's fair. That is so fair. But give me the benefit of the doubt here and just, just know that it's it's different now, okay? And I'm actually a very interesting and smart gal. I I won't talk down on myself because I'm amazing. And yeah, if you don't like me, don't listen. That's okay. But yeah, a lot of people just didn't like me in high school. And that's fine. I wouldn't have liked me either if I was someone else. Like, you know, if I had met me in a different body, like if I was someone else and I had met Lily Sharp, I probably would not have liked me to be there but let's get back to this party story um we had been planning this party for so long like me and Amara were dead set on having the best time it's gonna be like oh project x yeah anyways all the cool kids were going the kids that like I thought were super cool we're gonna be there and yeah we went as we dressed up as like the witches from coven in American Horror Story which basically meant we just wore mini skirts and bralettes and wore like those like black hats and put a black eyeshadow on and called us witches, right? Like 
not very original, but we did what we did with the resources we had. And I, we, oh my God, I remember me and Amar, we went to American Eagle and we stole some bralettes because <laughs> we were broke high schoolers, obviously. And it was so funny. We were like, oh my God, these are going to be perfect for our outfit. And I mean, we didn't, we didn't really uh, pop off with those fits. They were just like kind of thrown together. Anyways. So yeah, we uh, I invited like my friend Taylor and um, our friend Grace came, and we were getting ready at Amar's dad's house. I kept remembering how I said I had a bad feeling about that night. Like I just had a bad gut feeling that something bad was gonna happen, and oh boy, was that feeling correct. <laughs> I just didn't know it was gonna be something bad that I was gonna do. Um. But, so we get to the, oh, oh, this part too. We paid like $100 for a bottle of raspberry Smirnoff, Fireball, and rum chata. I can't remember how we got it. I think it was our friend Will. I can't remember though. I really can't. But I remember we spent a bunch of money on alcohol that would only be like 50 at max now. You know, like... Yeah, we were we were planning this shit. We were planning on getting drunk and all of that jizzy jazz. This was also not my first time getting drunk, but this was the last time I got drunk with Amara, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure this was, like, the turning point for Amara of, like, you're fucking psycho, Lily, and I cannot continue to take care of you. Because there was a lot of times where in high school, Amara was just taking care of my drunk ass because I didn't know how to control myself. And I was just a kid searching for a way out of my head. You know, like, I didn't like myself. I didn't like who I was. So I was like, fuck it. Getting drunk makes me feel good. So that's what I'm going to do. But yeah, um, so we spent a bunch of money on... Stu- oh, I think we might have had McCormick's. You know, true high school fashion have to have the shitty vodka but um yeah Amara drove us there in her dad's truck she was super excited because she had just gotten her permit we were 16 actually it might have been her driver's license but yeah we drove there and we got there so early like I'm pretty sure the girl who was putting on the party was still like setting up you know and she was still getting ready (laughs) we had got there so early because we were all so excited to like be at a party we had been looking for something like this for so long like we wanted a fat house party where we could just feel like we were the shit and this was that chance and I ruined it so um so we got there and we were like okay we're going to save the fireball and rum chata for ourselves. Because it was it was me, Amara, Grace, and Taylor, our friend. And we were, we were just super excited to have the rum chata and fireball. Because it tasted really good together. Like, we would take a shot of the fireball and chase it with rum chata. And it tasted so good. We were like, whoa, we've never had anything like this before. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, we were chasing liquor with liquor. Fucking dumb asses. So, yeah, we saved the fireball and rum chata for ourselves, and we shared the McCormick's and the raspberry Svedka or Smirnoff with everybody else because we were like, I guess we should share, you know? 
<clears throat> as soon as we got there, we just started chugging alcohol and liquor. Like, me <clears throat> and Grace got really drunk really fucking fast. I didn't eat dinner before this either. Big mistake on my part, but what else? I mean... It's such a high school thing to do is not eat before you go drink a fuck ton of hard alcohol, right? Yeah, y'all, we got real messy real fast. I don't know. I need to get Grace's side on this story. Yeah, I really want to get Grace's side of this story just because I would like to know. You know, I want to know how her night was from her POV because my night, blur, big blur. Anyways... Um, but yeah, we started chugging fireball and ronchata and we kept making frequent trips to the laundry room where we were hiding our alcohol. Um, I remember, you know, chugging the liquor and I don't, Amara's so good at self-control. I don't know where that bitch gets it and she still is great at it. So I have no idea like where she gets that shit from, but I am not. I'm still pretty bad at it, not gonna lie, but I'm better at handling myself when I'm drunk, that's for sure. Um, me and Grace were in the <laughs> laundry room, and <laughs> oh my god, I just remember this so vividly. I was like, Grace, why did the chicken cross the road? <laughs> and she was like, why? <laughs> and I said, to get to the mint, and we both the like what where's the pun bitch where is the pun but we thought it was fucking hilarious we just started cracking up we were dying laughing i literally fell on the ground i was laughing so hard and i remember amara walking in being like oh my god these bitches i'm taking care of them tonight for sure um let's think so i remember being out on the couch talking to Taylor and Grace about something. Don't remember what we were talking about. And then I... Oh, and then we went back into the laundry room. Amara was like, all right, it's time to pop open this raspberry Smirnoff. And I was like, hell yeah. She took a drink and she was like, oh, that's actually not that bad. Or no, she she kept like making a face. And I was like, oh, let me, let me, let me try it. And I drink it. This is... Y'all, when you take a shot of vodka... And it doesn't taste like vodka. It tastes like water. Stop drinking. If your friends say it tastes like water, take the fucking alcohol away from them. That is the biggest red flag as a drunk person. And I drank it and I was like, Amara, this is water. And she was like, no, it is not, Lily. Like, that is that is vodka. It tastes like vodka. I took another step and I was like, mm-mm, bitch. I don't know who bought this for us, but whoever did, they switched it out with water. And she kept being like, no, it's not, Lily. You're just fucking drunk. Like, oh, why didn't she, why didn't she stop me? You know, um, she probably tried to. But, yeah, that is the last thing I remember. Uh, I remember being outside, throwing up into a plastic bag, and this um, very popular guy who was so funny, I remember he <laughs> was so worried about me, oh my god, he was so sweet, um, uh, I remember he, I'm throwing up into the plastic bag, and he's like, baby, you need to drink water, and I'm like, uh-uh, like, just dead, um, 
and then I remember I remember being in the bathroom throwing up in the toilet and I'm in the bathroom with this girl Riley who bless her heart was taking care of me I don't know for how long but bless her heart honestly she was taking care of me and I remember I tried to get up I don't know what I was looking for but I tried to stand up and I fell and I hit my head on the bathtub or the toilet oh god I can't fucking remember this was such uh this is what really really did it to my reputation (laughs) at the high school y'all it was bad I honestly, like, I never heard the end of this. It was just so bad. Uh, I hit my head. I remember I started crying. I remember Riley being like, Amar, she hit her head. And Amar's in the background being like, oh, my fucking God, I can't deal with this. And next thing I know, I am being carried out by the hottest guy in our high school to my brother's car. And that's when I really gained conscious of everything <laughs> that was happening. And I was like, oh my god, I'm going to get in so much trouble. What's what, what can I do to save myself? What can I do to save myself here? Well, this is, this is the worst thing you could do to save yourself. Um, I told, I told my brother I had been drugged. Um... I thought for some reason uh, it was just going to be like, oh, I won't get in trouble because they're going to think that someone roofied me and they're going to be like, oh, well, she she didn't drink all of that. She's just roofied. Yeah. And then they'll just take me home and sleep it off. Right. No. No, they took me to the hospital because my dumb ass said that I was drugged. I mean, I, w- I don't. I. Yeah. So. Next thing I know, <laughs> I wake up and I am laying in a hospital bed. With my mom sitting next to me. And. Yeah. Homegirl looked real pissed to be there. It, it was like. 3 or 4 a.m. On Halloween night. And I'm in the hospital. I didn't have to get my stomach pumped. I can't believe that. I cannot believe I didn't get my stomach pumped. But. Since I said that I was drugged, they had to do a bunch of tests on me. They had to swab me and make sure I wasn't, like, raped. And, yeah, that was tough. And you know what's even worse is the next day I was, I had to wake up at 8 a.m. and go babysit my niece and nephew. And I remember my mom coming to me and reading me bible verses because she was so disappointed oh my god she was so pissed at me i was grounded for the longest time and i don't even think that was the worst of the punishment i think the worst thing was that i was constantly made fun of for this and honestly as i fucking should like bitch what is your problem i don't blame anyone but myself for this i was a dumb ass like the biggest dumb ass and yeah that didn't stop me from getting drunk that year either i mean i would go to like raves with my friend madison and get drunk and do even worse things like it didn't stop me from getting drunk it just stopped me from getting drunk with that group of friends like i was no longer invited to any parties in high school um, I was made fun of a lot, <laughs> and 
bless Madison's little heart for wanting to befriend me. Thankfully, Madison didn't go to school there at this time. She came into it late in the year, so we became friends, like, after the fact. She didn't really know. Um, actually, maybe she did know. I don't know. <laughs> but the fact that she continued to be my friend is honestly a blessing. And, yeah, that was rough. Um, me and Amar got into, like, you know, the high school drama. I was getting really drunk every time we would go out to, like, a, a rave, and she would have to end up taking care of me. And she was getting so sick of it. She texted me one day and was like, I can't do this anymore with you. Like, I'm no longer babysitting your ass. And I have to do it every single time. And it's so tired. Like, I can't even have my own fun anymore because of you. And she cut me off. And honestly, like, shout out to her for doing so because that's too much. You know, I was doing way too much. And I didn't care either I didn't care who I was hurting whose fun I was disrupting as long as I was getting fucked up that's all that mattered to me and that kind of really like that started a downward spiral for the rest of my high school career of drinking and doing drugs um it was really 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 bad and I ended up transferring schools not even due to the fact that I was just fed up with going to that school but I just uh, my mom married someone and we transferred but yeah me and Amara stopped being friends and finstas were the biggest thing at the time that was like the thing everybody had a fake Instagram where they posted like them getting fucked up and like slutty pictures so Amara went on her finsta and talked mad shit on me like mad shit I remember I don't know who screenshotted it Somebody screenshotted it and sent it to me, and I was at lunch during school, and I saw it, and I was like, oh my god. She was like, fuck that bitch, Lily Sharp. <laughs> um, I had to hold her dumbass hair while she threw up at that party. She's a lame, blah, 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 blah. She probably was way like harsher than what I'm giving myself, but as she should. I saw that at school and I ran to the nurse's office and I was like, I'm having a panic attack. I need to go home. And oh my God. Okay. This is something that we need to change about high schools is the way the nurses deal with kids that have panic attacks. I don't know how it is now, but the nurse at my school was like, here's some bubbles, blow these bubbles. It'll calm you down. And I was like, bitch, I want to go home. Like, I don't want to blow no damn bubbles. Like, I need to get the fuck out of here. And she called my mom and my mom was like, you're staying in school because I sucked at school. I was failing. And she was like, you have to stay. Boo, tomato, tomato, throwing tomatoes. I was so upset. I was so upset. And I had to continue the rest of the day. Knowing that my ex bestie was talking mad shit and everybody agreed. <laughs> I was hella hurt for real. And fuck that though. Like, fuck my feelings, honestly. Like, they didn't matter at that point because I was selfish as shit. And I didn't care. Like, I didn't care that I hurt Amara because obviously all I cared was about myself. And yep, I transferred schools and it was so great because nobody knew me at the school that I transferred to, which was exactly what I wanted. It was just a fresh start. I was like, I was so fed up with myself by the end of that school year and 
I was fed up with the way I was doing things, but I never changed, y'all. I really never changed because, I mean, I partied. I had a real fun summer 2017. I went crazy, uh, but it was so fun for me because I didn't care. I had zero cares in the world, and it's crazy because at the time, it was a really, really fun fucking time. But as soon as I stopped partying after high school reality truly set in and like all the trauma that I have dealt with in my childhood and in the past years it all just came flowing back to me slowly but surely and I still feel like I am picking up the pieces I'm not gonna lie and it's crazy because I graduated in 2018 but I still feel like I'm picking up those pieces of my life that I completely ruined. Like, I have, I know people who I went to school with at that school where I ruined my reputation who, like, don't like me still because of the way that I acted. And, God, that's, it's just, oh, wow, that's just crazy. Um, But, you know, I don't blame them at all. I don't. And it's crazy because I'm, like, Who's going to want to hear another episode of this? But it's not going to be like this. I just felt like exposing myself to the max. And I think that was the best way to do it. And honestly, the best way to bring light to high schoolers and the shit that goes on in high school. Because, I mean, everybody's watching Euphoria now. And they're like, oh my god, this isn't even like high school. And in my opinion, it totally is, y'all. Like, oof. Y'all might not like me for some of the stories that I could tell. And I might not tell them just due to the fact that that's not me. And I don't want to, like, I don't want to, I don't want to bring that shit up anymore, you know? Um, Some of the things I did weren't the best. I was an awful person, guys. But it just shows that, like, growth is so real if you put in the time and the effort. Because I didn't for a very, very long time. Like, I continued to do some shit that wasn't good for myself and like I said people think that euphoria is not realistic but those people obviously were in the right crowd at high school because I was in the wrong I was such in a bad crowd horrible influences I was a horrible influence on other people too oh a lot of parents did not like me in high school and it's funny because that's how my brothers were too like a lot of people didn't like my brothers they didn't a lot of parents didn't really want their kids hanging around them and that's exactly how I was like um yeah it's just awkward now and I feel like because I'm still picking up the pieces there's still a lot of things like a lot of people who don't like me um yeah it's wild how much you can ruin yourself in four years and how much that sticks with other people you know like certain parents don't fucking like me still because they think like I'm a bad person but it's just because that reputation was so big and so known that it's hard to like see a lot of people are like don't know how to see me you know except for that girl who was just off her goddamn rockers. That's why y'all should continue listening to this podcast. Because 
I don't know. I have changed, you know? Like, there is so much more to me than the girl in high school who partied and made out with a bunch of boys and threw up everywhere, you know? Like, I have truly settled down into a life that I cherish so much. Um, I've, I've created a life that I really never thought I would have. You know, when I was 17, you know what my biggest fear was? My biggest fear was that I would turn into an addict and I would have nothing. I would be on the streets, literally homeless, because I would be addicted to something. That is, that was the fear that I had. And that's so crazy to me because 17-year-old me, even 16-year-old me, would be so damn proud. Because, oh my god, I'm going to start crying. I never, I never thought that I would be here, y'all. Like, my expectations for myself were so fucking low. I didn't think, I didn't think I would live past a certain age, you know? Like, I, I truly thought I would either die from, like, an OD or kill myself. And the fact that I am here today getting to tell people that shit works out shit works out in your favor but you have to put in the work and that's exactly why this podcast is a thing I'm gonna tell you what I did and how I'm still trying to figure it out because I do not I do not have it figured out all the way I still struggle so immensely with certain things and I still have moments where I am that drunk 16 year old you know I have those moments but oh fuck I've come such a long way y'all and I'm so, I just want to take a moment and say, I'm proud of myself. I don't care. Um, that is not a selfish thing to say. I used to be a very self-centered, horrible person. But I'm at this point where, like, it's okay to say, I'm proud of myself. I've made, I've made a lot of effort to turn my life around, you know? Um... And that's what a lot of people don't realize is that you see these high schoolers who are getting fucked up and who are doing really bad things and who are glamorizing drug use. And you're like, God, they're so fucking stupid. Why would they do that? But you don't realize these kids are going through a lot behind the scenes that they're not showing. And we live kind of in a generation, especially with, like, Euphoria. I mean, Skins Skins was a huge show in the early 2000s. Drug use has always been glamorized. And I actually, unpopular opinion, I do not think Euphoria glamorizes drug use. If you continue to watch the show, you will know why. Um, but we can get into that another episode. But kids think drugs are fun, Okay. Especially kids, especially kids who have mental illnesses and go undiagnosed and untreated for a very long time. It's, uh, it's very normal. So, you know, give some of these young adults a fucking break, you know? And even adults who are in their 20s, you know, getting fucked up and doing drugs all the time, like, it's probably not even fun for them. It's probably just a way to escape the mind that they live in, the body that they live in. It's hard. Um, 
Yeah, I think, like, you know, not everybody is a drug addict who uses drugs, but I think everyone who does use drugs has a reason why they're using them. And usually the reason's not the best. I don't, I don't know. You know, I have a very interesting input on drug use, drug addiction. It hits pretty close to home. I'll probably do a whole fucking episode on that just due to the fact that there's too much to talk about and we're already 45 minutes into this and I can't get into that right now but um yeah so but so let's take a little breather I'm gonna take a couple deep breaths scroll my phone for a second then we're gonna get into a little fun um segment of the podcast that I I'm really stoked for this part okay so let's just let's take a breather okay I'll be back in in a minute. All right. This is me four hours from now. Or from when I recorded that last snippet. I had to... I was editing and getting this ready to upload. And I had to take out like 20 minutes of this episode. So thank you guys all for listening. I really am so excited about this. This is like my baby. So I hope you guys cherish it the way that I do. Um, It means the world to me. Whoever is listening, I love you. I appreciate you. Um, DM me on topics that you want to hear, okay? Let me know what you guys want me to talk about. And also, DM me your cringiest high school story, and I will add it to the next episode, and um, we'll talk about it, because I shared mine with you guys, so it's time for... It's time for some equal humiliation. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you guys so much. And, you know, follow me on Spotify, Instagram. My Instagram is L-I-L-I-A-N-N-E, Jean, J-E-A-N underscore. Thank you for listening. Love you.